0: In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, the Lord be with you. A warm welcome to morning celebration of Mass here at St Bride's Church in Canvas Lang, which is the funeral mass for the repose of the soul of Dorothy McCrae. We offer our condolences to her children, uh, to Pat and Frank and Maggie and Sheila and Paula and Martin and Peter. Spouses, uh, Billy and John, and Clark and Joan, and all the grandchildren and great-grandchildren. Not everybody can be present here. Uh, Some are joining us in the live stream, uh, and we welcome you all here uh, from all over the world who are joining us. You're not physically present here with us, but we hope that you feel very close to us today. on behalf of the family who are here today uh, I greet you. Welcome to all the extended family who are here and welcome also to family friends. I cannot but speak highly of uh, Dorothy today uh, whose funeral we take part in. Uh, She was an excellent person in every sense of the word. Her family of course are deeply saddened at the loss As all of us are, who have known her. But we are lifted up today for we remember her goodness, her kindness and her joy, her happiness and her love. She brought all these things to all of our lives. In the list that I mentioned uh, a few moments ago, of course I missed out David. But how could you miss out David? And we can only think of them meeting again in heaven and what a happy reunion that will be. To begin the Mass and to offer the Mass more worthily, we first call to mind our sins. Lord Jesus, your mighty God and Prince of Peace, Lord have mercy. Lord Jesus, your word of God made flesh and splendour of the Father, Christ of mercy. Lord Jesus, you're the way, the truth and the life. Lord have, mercy. Lord, have mercy. May Almighty God have mercy on us, forgive us our sins, and bring us to everlasting life. Amen. Let us pray. O God Almighty Father, our faith professes that your Son died and rose again. Mercifully grant that through this mystery, your servant who has fallen asleep in Christ may rejoice to rise again through him, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God for ever and ever.
1: Reading from the Book of Wisdom. The souls of the virtuous are in the hands of God. No torment shall ever touch them. In the eyes of the unwise, they did appear to die. Their going looked like a disaster. They're leaving us like annihilation. But they are in peace. If they experienced punishment as men see it, their hope was rich with immortality. Slight was their affliction. Great will their blessings be. God has put them to the test and proved them worthy to be with him. He has tested them like gold in a furnace and accepted them as a holocaust. When the time comes for his visitation, they will shine out. As sparks run through the stubble, so will they. They shall judge nations, rule over peoples, and the Lord will be their king forever. They who trust in him will understand the truth. Those who are faithful will live with him in love, for grace and mercy await those he has chosen.
2: To the poor to you o Lord, I lift up my soul.
3: A reading from the second letter of Saint Paul to the Corinthians. We know that when the tent that we live in on earth is folded up, there's a house built by God for us. An everlasting home. Not not made by human hands in the heavens. We're always full of confidence then when we remember that to live in the body means to be exiled from the Lord, going as we do by faith and not by sight. We are full of confidence, I see, and actually want to be exiled from the body and make our home with the Lord. Whether we're living in the body or exiled from it, we are intent on pleasing Him. For all the truth about us will be brought out in the law law court of Christ, and each of us will get what he deserves for the things he did in the body, good or bad. The word of the Lord.
0: be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. (laughs) To disconcert Jesus, one of the Pharisees, a lawyer, put a question. Master, which is the greatest commandment of the law? And Jesus said, you must love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind. This is the greatest and first commandment, and the second resembles it. You must love your neighbour as yourself. And on these two commandments hang the whole law and the prophets also. The Gospel of the Lord. halfway through this year uh, Dorothy became ill after a fall Um, over the following days things uh, turned and it seemed as if dark clouds were on the horizon but we should have known better although the overall condition was not good she surprisingly seemed to recover was able to get home and to be nursed and cared for there For the most part, these were great days in which she was in good spirits, talkative, lucid, and very much at peace. There were, of course, bad days along the way, but it's always as if she seemed to bob to the surface again. In fact, these were to be grace-filled days in which there was certainly a slow descent, but days in which the family was to have Dorothy for six months or so. And I'm sure that they will treasure these days. And for all of us who were able to visit, it was a joy to see her. And we will all treasure those memories and the conversations that we had with her. At Mass today, I have chosen the words that we very often hear in this Gospel passage, people ask Jesus this same question over and over again. What's the greatest commandment in the law? And his answer is always the same, to love God with all your heart and your neighbour as yourself. Of course, in these words, there's a whole lifetime of actions. It seems a very ethereal thing to say to love God. But for those who have given themselves to that task, It's a whole lifetime of faithfulness and devotion. Dorothy gave herself up to this, for she had a strong faith which began in her early years in the Church of England and was continued in the Catholic Church. She saw in each of these the same chance to love God with her whole heart, with her whole soul, and with her whole mind. And the second part, of course. Uh, which is inextricably linked with it, is to love your neighbour. There's a whole lifetime of good actions that go with this, a whole lifetime that she had of making herself available to others. We would like always that these great commandments are transformative for all of us, but certainly in some people we see that to be the case. For we saw it in Dorothy. In her quiet and modest ways, she was so visibly and transparently good. The Christian faith is a rather simple creed at its very heart to love God and to love neighbour. It boils down to these two things. There's no greater commandments than these two things. If you get them right, then everything else falls into place. There was something that was exceptionally good about Dorothy, and it was there for us all to see. Faith was certainly something to, believed in, to be believed in, but it was something to be lived out to, which she did. It was that simple. I just want to recall for you for a few moments uh, some aspects of her life. Born on the 23rd of November 1925 in England, she never quite lost that English accent. Her parents, uh, Albert and Nellie, she was only girl in the family. She had four brothers, Albert and Alan and Brian and Frank, all now deceased. She went to school in the 1930s. In the war uh, years, worked at a sanatorium for children and caught diphtheria herself. She went on to become a nurse, as a staff nurse and a theatre sister. She had a great desire to travel and progress to get a qualification in midwifery that made that easier. This is where the Lara Croft and Indiana Jones, side of her life started. she had a desire to travel to faraway islands and lands, so she joined what was called the colonial service and chose to work in West Africa in Gambia. It was there that she met her future husband, uh, David, they were to marry in January 1952 and that time, Dorothy herself became a Catholic. Their adventures were not over, only beginning. David accepted a post in Kabul in Afghanistan, and they were off again. Three of the children were born there, and they lived a very privileged life. Their own cook, a nanny, and gardeners. What a life. Dorothy made her own clothes, and they lived there until 1957. There was a great change, of course, when they returned to Scotland. Uh, A great sense of reality came into life. In the course of that time, of course, five more children were to be born. For a period, they were stuck in a a smaller house in which they all survived until they moved to the bigger home. Dorothy, of course, was a homemaker, washing, cleaning, making clothes, organising home life. Seeing that everything was in order. Family life had its routine, everyone in bed at a certain hour, and she could take up, of course, her library book and do some more knitting. The family home, of course, was very welcoming to friends who came along to visit. Sadly, she was widowed at an early age of 56 years, but she managed just fine thereafter. And when a new generation of the family, or new generations of the family come along, she was delighted. Eleven grandchildren, ten great-grandchildren. She rejoiced and was at hand to lend a helping hand. In her later life, she was able to pursue her interests in travel. And that Lara Croft side of her life began to come out again. Canada and Norway and Germany and Singapore and America and Australia were destinations that she traveled to at the age of 77 she went to the great wall of china at the age of 80 in her 80s at, at the age of 80 she went to russia to st petersburg and in her 90s she went to rome in italy of course at a certain time it all had to end She used to watch those great travel programs and I think very often as she watched them she got itchy feet. In life, of course, she was very independent. Uh, If you live in Canberts Lane, you very often saw her at the bus stop going somewhere, going anywhere and you would see her often on her way to the library for those books She had a sharp mind, would read, do crosswords, jigsaw puzzles and of course her nose was always in a book. In nature she was a very intelligent and sharp woman, could converse on any topic, she was a person who could relate to anyone, she was humorous and warm and seemed always to have a great tranquillity about her. She could, of course, be stubborn at times too, and dig in her heels, be immovable, once she had made up her mind. But I suppose that served her well uh, in life too. She was active in the organisations. She was a founder member of a disabled group. This was affiliated to the Mental Handicap Society and eventually a branch of Enable. She was to be the treasurer for 27 years. She's also a director of canvas line carers in the 90s and, sorry, in the 90s went on a panel for Lennox Castle Hospital uh, where the residents were being placed in the community. It was an extraordinary life in many ways. How did she manage to do all of these things? It's true, isn't it, that some people seem to cram two lives into one. We cannot not mention David, her son, for she dedicated her life in a special way to his welfare and his happiness. What a boy he was. She missed him every day since his death and always asked me to keep him in my prayers. In truth, he didn't need the prayers. We can only think of them both in the same place today. Today there is sadness, but there's also joy, as we recount a life that has been so generous, inspirational, compassionate and loving. And it's been a life that's been lived to the full. We are thankful to God for what that life itself has meant to all who are here and many beyond these walls and what it continues to mean, for it will be an inspiration and it will continue to be a guiding light. She led her life under those great commandments that we've heard today in the gospel, and in a certain way those transformed her life. Those great spiritual values and principles are the things that were hard guiding light. Today there is sadness and tears, but there's also joy, for love itself never ends, and love never dies. God, God's love is for always, and it calls us beyond this life to another life. I invite you to stand for the prayers of intercession.
4: <laughs> for Dorothy, that she may have eternal rest good example of her life may continue to guide us. Lord hear us. Lord Lord, gracious hear us for all of for all of who are present, that we may be thankful for all of those who have been so good to us in our life. Lord hear us for all who cared for Dorothy in her last illness, that they may be rewarded for their kindness. Lord, hear us. For all families, that they may be united in love and harmony. Lord, hear us. For all our family and friends who have died, that they may know peace and eternal rest. Lord, hear us.
0: Heavenly Father, we ask you to listen to all of our prayers. And to grant these prayers through Christ our Lord. Please be seated. We come now to the offertory of today's mass. So those who are in the offertory procession, bring the gifts to the altar. Pray, dear brothers and sisters, that my sacrifice endures, may be acceptable to God, the Almighty Father. As we humbly present to you these offerings, O Lord, for the salvation of your servant, we beseech your mercy that she who did not doubt your Son to be a loving Saviour may find in him a most merciful judge through Christ our Lord. The Lord be with you. Lift up your hearts. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It's truly right and just, our duty and our salvation, always and everywhere to give you thanks, Lord, Holy Father, Almighty and Eternal God, through Christ our Lord. For he is the salvation of the world, the life of the human race, the resurrection of the dead. Through him the hosts of angels adore you, rejoice in your presence forever. May our voices, we pray, join with theirs in one chorus of exultant praise as we acclaim. Holy, 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 holy Lord, 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 God of hosts, heaven and earth are full of your glory. Hosanna in the highest. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. For indeed holy, O Lord, the fount of all holiness, make holy, therefore, these gifts we pray So remember, Lord, your church, spread throughout the world. Bring her to the fullness of charity, together with Francis, our Pope, Joseph, our Bishop, and all the clergy. Remember Dorothy, whom you have called from this world to yourself. Grant that she who was united with your son in the death like his may also be one with him in his resurrection. Remember also all our brothers and sisters who have fallen asleep in the hope of the resurrection and all who have died in your mercy. Welcome them into the light of your face. Have mercy on us all, we pray, that with the Blessed Virgin Mary, Mother of God, Joseph, her spouse, the blessed Apostles, and all the saints who have pleased you throughout the ages, we may merit to be coerced to eternal life, and we may praise and glorify you through your Son, Jesus Christ. Through him and with him and in him, O God, Almighty Father, in the unity of the Holy Spirit, all glory and honour is yours for ever and ever. that by the help of your mercy we may always be free from sin and safe from all distress as we await the blessed hope and the coming of our Saviour, Jesus Christ. Lord Jesus Christ, who said to your apostles, Peace I leave you, my peace I give you, not in our sins, but in the faith of your church, and graciously grant her peace and unity in accordance with your will, who live and reign for ever and ever. Peace of the Lord be with you always. And now let's offer one another a sign of peace and friendship.
2: Sweet heart of Jesus.
0: Stand. <laughs> Lord God, whose Son left us in the sacrament of his body, food for the journey, mercifully grant that strengthened by it, our dear sister may come to the eternal table of Christ, who lives and reigns for ever and ever. Come to the end of Mass, I just want to say a word of thanks to all who've come to the Mass, especially uh, friends, and it'll be a great consolation uh, for the family to see so many people here in the church uh, today. So thank you for uh, uh, your presence here uh, with us uh, at the Mass. Uh, I was kind of thinking just uh, through the Mass, I was seeing a few things about uh, Dorothy and the the sermon there, and sometimes I would occasionally kind of compliment her. church or whatever, and she always said the same thing. She always said, I write. (laughs) So I can can hear her voice kind of saying that to me today as I was speaking about her. I write. (laughs)